A former bishop of Harrisburg was traveling one day in New York City. He had arrived by train. Bishop Leach got off the platform and up to the main atrium of the train station, where a man approached him and said, Father, Father. Yes, the bishop replied. Where are you from? Well, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And the man said, oh, I know your bishop very well. Bishop Leach, playing along, said, oh, really, how do you know him? Oh, we're best friends. I've known him for years. If you see him, please tell him I said hello. The bishop said, I will. I see him regularly. Now, Bishop Leach had no idea who the man was looking for or who it was he thought he was speaking with, but he certainly got the identity wrong. And so, after the resurrection of Jesus, Mary, one of his closest companions, did not recognize him and thought he was the gardener until he spoke her name. The apostles saw a man enter the room where they were in hiding and say, Peace. But even Thomas, who heard about that, said, I won't believe until I see. The very afternoon of the resurrection, two disciples on their way to Emmaus were approached by a stranger whom they did not recognize until the breaking of the bread. What was it about the breaking of the bread? No doubt there was sacramental grace, but there may have been something physical as well. Walking along, hearing the eloquent teaching of this scholar of scriptures, they would not have seen what they could see when he broke the bread and handed it to them, the wounds in his hands. It was that that Thomas sought. I will not believe until I see the wounds in his hands and probe the wound in his side. St. Teresa of Avila, Teresa of Jesus, noted one day she was at prayer when the risen Jesus appeared to her. But she knew instantly it was Satan and not Jesus because he had no wounds in his hands. Perhaps when we think we are apart from the Lord or he is apart from us, Perhaps when we feel distant from the Lord, it's because we're looking for the wrong Jesus. It is the suffering Jesus whom we should be looking for. Yet most of the world looks for a glorified, risen, perfect God. The astonishing thing about Jesus is from the moment of his birth in unusual circumstances, a tiny infant wailing in the darkness of the night until the moment of his resurrection, coming forth from the grave, still bearing the wounds of his crucifixion and death. Jesus has never shown us a perfect God. Those who followed him in his public ministry and sought miracles and feeding, those who looked for the raising of the dead, and the healing of the sick sought a perfect God. Jesus chastised them 
for looking for signs and wonders and not looking beneath to see the God who because of his suffering with his own people brought healing and fed their hungers. It is in the suffering Jesus, the Jesus who serves and suffers in our midst, that we find redemption, that we find hope, that we find the true God. And that is what distinguishes Christianity from any other religion. If today we, like the Emmaus disciples, walk along the road and don't recognize Jesus, if in the travels and the way of our life we don't see the Lord and wonder where he is, even in the midst of a global pandemic, where are you, Lord? It may be that we're looking for the wrong Jesus. We're looking for the perfect God, not the God who serves and the God who suffers. We're looking for the God who works signs and wonders and miracles and brings all good gifts, not the one who stands before us with wounds. Jesus suffers even today in those who feel the agony of being alone, in those who are dying, whether of the coronavirus or anything else, in these days unable to touch their loved ones in their dying moments. Jesus suffers in the hundreds of thousands of refugees torn from their homeland, displaced without anywhere to go, and in these days cast to the margin of our thoughts, not even mentioned in the news. Jesus suffers in those who are caught in the agony of addiction and long to be freed but wallow in the pain and captivity of their sin. Jesus suffers in the anguish of a young woman who sees no alternative but to end the life of her unborn baby in her womb. Jesus suffers in our midst. When Jesus walked into the upper room and said, peace be with you to a fearful band of disciples, he didn't tell them you have nothing to fear. He entered into their fear and from the inside brought hope. To the disciples at Emmaus, he entered into their suffering and explained the scriptures to them that the Messiah must suffer and die. And it is in seeing his hands, his wounded hands, giving them the bread of life that they recognized who he was. Friends, don't flee from anguish and suffering. Don't flee from the pains and worries and travails of life. Don't wish away all that is wrong in our world and there is much. Let the Lord bring you deeply into those troubles and there with Thomas probe the wounds of a Jesus who suffers with his people, even today. May we know in the breaking of the bread a heart on fire as the disciples at Emmaus, and may that lead us to want to run to those who are equally suffering in this world and speak to them a message of hope. 
Not a God who erases your suffering, but a God who redeems it. Not a God who wants to remove all of your anger and anguish, but a God who wants to enter into it and change it. Not a God who presents himself to you as perfect, but a God who serves and a God who suffers.